Hello and welcome to Screen Babble, your guide to what to watch. We'll be tuning into hours and hours of TV so we can tell you what you need to be switching on and what's to be avoided. I'm your host, Kelly Crichton, and once again this week, I'm joined by Alex Moreland and Stephen Ross, our resident TV critics, who serve viewers by baking in their living rooms while you splash in your paddling pools. If you haven't tuned in before, each week we'll be chatting about what we're watching as well as looking more closely at a new program or something making the headlines in the deep dive. This week, Alex tells us about the return of Black Mirror. Finally, we go back to the future to tell you about a program you may have missed uh, when it first aired or streamed. This week, Stephen tells us about the behemoth that is The Wire. But first, we like to talk about what everyone has been watching recently. So not a huge teddy week for me personally. I was trying to get outside and stuff a bit. So uh what have you guys been watching? Alex, we start with you this week. What's been on the what's been on the uh, screen this week? So a few, a few things because because I never go outside if I can avoid it. <laughs> um You're like so a Victorian child inside. Exactly yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly like that. Um so I was watching Best Interests recently. Mm. The Michael Sheen, Sharon Holgham one that's on yes. at the minute. It start, I think it's, did it start last night properly? Was that is that right? Um, Monday, Tuesday, and then Sorry. next Monday, Tuesday as well. Okay, yeah, I I turned on the first thirty seconds of it last night, and it it brought me straight into the middle of the episode. So I was like, now I can't be bothered with this. I'll wait until it's recorded yeah. and I'll start again. So yeah. I haven't started it yet, but it looks interesting. It looks a bit different for Sharon Horgan. Yeah, I think it's more sort of more dramatic for her than usual yeah. but um she's very good in it yeah um as as she has been in previous sort of dramatic things um yeah she did a film about covid with james mcavoy a few years ago and oh thought she was yes really good in that. Mm-hmm. i remember yep yeah um but yeah best interest enjoyed that um it's from a writer jack thorne who i i, I find a bit hit and miss sometimes okay. to be honest he's he's quite popular I'm not not always a fan. What, what else did he do? Was, what else did he do? We know he has done things like um, help the Jodie Comer Stephen Graham care home thing. Oh, um, I thought that was brilliant. Did you like that? I really love that. I, I liked I liked the first hour of it. Oh, I, di- I didn't care much for the ending. Okay. Um, yeah, but he's it is also a bit, done, of a, a bit of a fairy tale yeah. ending or whatever. Yeah, sorry, go on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he did things like. Um, National Treasure, which Stephen's spoken about before here, and Kiri and The Accident, a couple of Sarah Lancashire things. Mm-hmm. His Dark Materials, that's kind of a big one for him. Oh, yeah. Okay, quite yeah, a stuff. broad he's, he's repertoire prolific. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so... But yeah, yeah. I, so I enjoyed this more than I normally do of his stuff. I thought it was... Good. Yeah, very good for him. I'm always a little bit hesitant with anything to do with sick children. To be honest, yeah. um, it's heavy going usually, and um, yeah, so I will definitely watch it. But I think maybe a lot of people feel that way as well, you know. So yeah, yeah, this this definitely is yeah. heavy going to say the least. Yeah, um, and in in sort of quite different, uh, something quite different. Uh, I've been watching the new Star Trek, which is out on Paramount Plus on Thursday today. Okay, uh, so I've seen the first three episodes of that for the, essentially the rest of the month. Um, I'm so out that. of touch with Star Trek at the moment. So oh, are there's, we, just, there's just loads of it. Is this a new a new TV series or is this a continuing series of a like what, what is, series is it? It is a the second series of okay. a new series of a new uh, franchise. Are, okay, yeah, there are like five of them on at the minute. Oh, okay, and so they're, and they're all kind of trying to hit different demographics. So they've got like the 
children's cartoon and the uh-huh. ad- adults cartoon and this um and this one's meant to be the sort of nostalgic one okay i always find it a little bit too sort of like small c conservative i guess because it's, oh, okay. like, it's not it's not doing anything massively interesting yeah but, you know, it's fun. Entertain me. Yeah, I stepped off the Star Trek bus around Next Generation or Deep Space Nine, maybe. I haven't been back yeah. on it for a long time, unfortunately. But, I mean, Star Trek is great. Like, But, um, yeah. yeah, I feel like it did get a bit sprawling in recent yeah. years. Uh, okay, cool. What about you, Stephen? What else? Oh, sorry, Alex, you finished. Did you want to tell us about yeah, anything else? I mean, there's more, but it's, it's not <laughs> We can keep the pace. We'll pretend you were outside for some of the week. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> okay, Stephen, what have you been well, watching? Yeah, I also watched Best Interest. I mean, I wasn't planning to watch it, and I only saw the last half mm. of the first episode because I just turned the TV on and it was on. And I, I, did, I wasn't planning mm. to watch it because I thought it would be quite slow and quite dull and also quite heavy going. But it, I just got straight into it. And I, I think it's probably, in a way, oh. because I missed the first half hour where they're sort of, setting doing the setup that I didn't really need because I sort of already yeah. knew where it was going it was quite good and mm-hmm. I'm definitely yeah I'm definitely going to watch the rest of it because the great performances from Sharon Hogan and, and Michael Sheen and like okay. yeah heavy though really like really heavy mm-hmm. but I also watched Avatar 2 because that had come on to Disney plus very recently mm-hmm. and I thought it was pretty pants um, when you consider that it's oh. the third highest, <laughs> glad you didn't go to the third highest grossing film of all time. Wow! Cost what two hundred and fifty million to make, and we waited what thirteen years for it, and it was just, mm-hmm. just pacing was really weird. Like I know it's not the kind of film that you're supposed to critique in that way because it's, <laughs> it's you know it's Avatar, but. There were scenes where it was just very abrupt cuts to something totally different. Okay. And then you spend like 10 right. minutes of just them showing off their water CGI and it's the main characters swimming yeah. with these like weird fish. And then an abrupt cut. Doesn't that just sound like they're they're trying to wedge loads of stuff in? Like it just sounds like they've made too much of a movie and they're trying to wedge so it all in. So much of it could have so easily been cut. And mm. it was just Avatar 1 again, but in a different setting. So they, they left the tree people to now go live with the sea people, which was very short-sighted of them because all they did was bring the danger to the sea people. And then it's the exact same film, but this time with water. The main villain is the same villain and will yeah. indeed be the same villain in the third film and probably the fourth and probably the fifth. Uh, they introduced Edie Falco, you know, from The Sopranos at the start of the film. Mm. And it's like, oh, great. And then she's just not in it. <laughs> like, she's like oh. a fairly like high ranking character. And then you just don't really see her after the first 20 minutes. Did you say it was the third highest grossing yeah. film? Yeah, it made. So it kind of doesn't matter, does no, it? <laughs> because they know, don't they? They made just over 2 billion. So why Jesus. do they have to, there you, go. you know, work on the writing or anything? It was just so pants. It was so all over the place. And. Yeah, maybe the third film it won't do as well. It was so long. Yeah, the third film will probably only make 1.8 billion. But then by the time they get to the <laughs> fifth film, they'll probably, I mean, I don't see them not making a billion off it. And they're going to make yeah. a franchise that has grossed like 11 billion off like one okay film and then four crap sequels. 
But yeah, and that's on Amazon Prime, not Amazon Prime. That's on Disney Plus for those who do want to watch it. Mm. Cool. Okay, uh, yeah, I was watching, what was I watching? Um, I finished Maryland, which I thought was okay. I don't know. It was okay. It wasn't It wasn't great. Um, I just wanted to mention Poker Face because I've watched two episodes now and it's, 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 it just reminds me of like Matlock or Murder, She Wrote, or it's just kind of light. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it's about well, murder. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like it should be on at lunchtime. I'm not sure if I should be watching yeah. it at night, you know, <laughs> but um, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I don't know. I'm a bit like, meh. can't see myself making it to the end of that series. But uh, yeah, watch watch this space. It, it, but it's easy to pick it up and put it down kind of thing, you know. Um, but what I did really enjoy this week was what you were talking about last week, which was the gallows pole. Um, um, Alex, did you did you watch all three episodes? I haven't gone back. I haven't gone back to Poker Face either. Oh. There's loads of stuff that I've just oh, not, I would. I, it will. Poker Face might be a slight waste of your time, to be honest. But yeah. um, Gallows Pole. Gallows Pole. Loved it. Loved it. It was so different. You gave us the rundown and sort of story last week, which is mm. based on a novel about a real story about these kind of group of um, people in. 18th century yeah 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 yeah. and uh basically they start clipping coins so these first three episodes are actually kind of like a prequel to the book apparently so it's how they kind of Mm. get to the point where they start clipping coins which is basically clipping the edges off the coins and melting them down and making into so they're they're it's not well it's counterfeiting actually but they're basically just using coins to make more coins um but the way the most interesting thing about it is the style. I think that there is a script, but they're just kind of loosely bound to the script. So the actors, it's all a lot of it's quite ad libbed, and it just makes for it just makes it so much more real when people are sort of there's pauses and people talk over each other a little bit and things like that. And um, I guess because it's everybody's, it's that sort of northern sort of jocular thing as well. And I just I just loved it. And then he uses. Even the language they use, they do use some antiquated language, but then they're very much using normal today speak as well. So it's it's just really different and not what you're used to. And why not? You know, and uh, he he does what they would have done as well a bit like in um, Peaky Blinders, which was one of the first dramas to do this thing where they use modern music, you know, against this historical backdrop or whatever. I love that as well. Why not? Again, you know, he uses other kind of like little like camera tr- tricks and kind of gallery tricks that you don't see ever in period dramas, you know. So he he's he does he just does it very differently, um, Shane Meadows, and uh really enjoyed it and such really great actors in there and lots of really good young actors and I hope there's gonna be more of them. It's set up for there to be more of them. Um so yeah, but definitely check it out. And it's a bit trippy as in, in points as well. And like there's these kind of big party scenes and it's cool. It's got so many different things going on and it's just really different and absolutely one of the best things I've seen for quite a while. So highly recommend that. Thanks for tipping us off about that last week, yeah, Alex. So there you go. Okay, so moving along, Alex is going to talk to us about the return of Black Mirror. So yeah, tell us. 
What series yeah. is this? This is going on uh, quite so a This is the, the sixth series of Black Mirror. Sixth, right. Uh, it has been, I think, a little over four years since the last series. Okay. That would have been... Pre-COVID? Yeah. Yeah, yeah June June 2019. Mm. In that time, we, we passed the 10th anniversary of Black Mirror, so it's been going on for, I think, getting on 12, 13 years now. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was good. I enjoyed these, these new episodes, five new episodes. Cool. Um, it felt kind of refreshed i guess is the word i want um in the sense that sort of that fifth series it felt not so much that the episodes were tired but that they were made by someone who was just a bit exhausted with with the whole concept with with making black mirror doing black mirror um and so i feel like the the break the time away from it has kind of done them some good but watching it i was thinking a lot about um and I can't remember the context it came up in, but we were talking about it here. And Stephen, you said something like, "Oh, you know what? What's it actually like for it to for new Black Mirror episodes to be made now? Have we kind of like outpaced the need for it?" Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I was thinking about that a lot during these episodes, and I think it's a lot of this series feels like a departure from what they've done before in ways. Um, it feels a lot less concerned with the sort of you know, what if phones, but too much kind of overarching idea that's been there before. Um, mm. Almost like it's just, it's sort of evolved away from the original idea of Black Mirror and just kind of become, here's some stuff that interested Charlie Brooker one day. Okay. Kind, almost like they're, they're just sort of short films he wouldn't be able to make otherwise without this sort okay. of label, as it were. Yeah. Well, give us an example of... What kind of stuff is covered in this new film? Uh, so they have got, first episode is a sort of Netflix parody, um, parody of, of itself, kind of self-satire, mm-hmm. uh, where a woman comes home, she turns on the TV. On the TV is is a new show all about herself, Salma Hayek starring in it, playing her. And she sees sort of Salma Hayek going through her day, going through everything that's just happened to her. And she's like, oh, God, everyone I know is going to see this this TV show about me. I'm going to be really unpopular. Uh, so that was an interesting one. I enjoyed that one more or less. Um, you've got some that sort of lean in a, in a slightly more of a horror kind of angle. Mm. Uh, there's one that's sort of about, I, I can say this is in the, it's in the title, there's one that's sort of about a demon kind of thing. Um, you've got quite a few that are sort of period pieces like set in in the past rather than mm-hmm. the present or the future a couple of them are sort of like red mirror uh that that's what shows up at the start rather than black mirror uh and it's a kind of more crime horror that kind of thing than than the traditional sort of strange sci-fi stuff yeah um it's all a bit random isn't it it is it is definitely a bit random yeah. um i was kind of wondering like you know, has maybe Charlie Brooker just sort of outgrown it? Has um, I? I kind of maybe sometimes think he's sold out a bit with the move to Netflix, but that's mm. that's a whole other thing. That's a whole whole other thing. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think it's as a group they're generally stronger than some of the previous series have been. Oh, that's um, good. I think that Netflix parody one, Joan, is called Joan is Awful. I think that will be seen as quite prescient in some ways. Um, mm. Sort of in the way that when Glass Onion came out and everyone was sort of like, oh, wow, this is just about Elon Musk. It's predicted Elon Musk. I think this will be 
it's seen in the same way. I think mm-hmm. Beyond the Sea, which has Aaron Paul in it, I think that one's going to be the most popular one. And Maisie Day, which is the fourth one. It's got Zazie Beats in it. I think that one will be quite a controversial one. And I'm intrigued to see the reception to that. Okay, so how many altogether? Five. Five, Five. altogether. Are they, are they all Available length length or? Um, Shortest one is 40 minutes. Most of them are an hour. Oh. Or no, two of an hour and then two that are sort of 80, 90 minutes. So kind of a range. I haven't watched Black Mirror for a long time. I probably watched the first couple of series, so... Yeah. I may, I may revisit it. Yeah, I, th- I don't know. I just kind of lost a bit of interest in it, to be honest with you. Um, but yeah, okay. That's interesting. <laughs> and what has the reception been in general to that? You only, you only watched them in the last couple of days, did you, Alex? Yeah, well, they're not. I mean, they're out tomorrow. So yeah. so we'll see, I suppose. Okay, cool. Okay, we'll maybe touch on that again next week. Yeah. Um, Actually, something you were saying a minute ago, Stephen, uh, made me think we should have a new little feature. You said you turned on the telly and Best Interest was on, so you watched it. I was like, we should do this like telly roulette where you have to turn on the telly at a particular time of a particular day and then pick a particular channel number and watch the program that's on the channel <laughs> and report back on it. <laughs> but you'd need something to generate the time, the day and the channel. Um, but we could do that. It could be yeah. fun. Pick, <laughs> we could discover. Pick random numbers here and set it. We, we could uh, discover. Okay, I'm going to work on that idea. <laughs> Listeners, just hang hang in there with Beta Brett until the next time we're here and I'll tell you all about that. <laughs> okay. So, Stephen, yes. Uh, back to the future time. You're going to talk to us about The Wire, which, uh, as I was saying before, like you could there has been many, many podcast series dedicated to The Wire, never mind uh, a feature on Screen Babble, but uh, <laughs> let's do it. Let's hear about The Wire, probably one of the most popular and maybe one of the original, what we would have called box sets back in the day where you wanted to uh, pre-streaming services if you wanted to like sit down and watch stuff back to back. Yeah. Band of Brothers, the Sopranos. Uh, Sopranos and The Wire were the three, weren't they? Yeah. So off you go. Yeah. So the The Wire was the, HBO sort of well not the flagship because the flagship show was The Sopranos but it was the second show on HBO from 2005 and 2008 ran for 60 episodes um, and five seasons and at the time didn't actually slow win any major awards yeah. like it, it was nominated for two mm-hmm. Emmys and it didn't win either of them I think it won like a Screen Actors Guild Award but it didn't win any super duper awards um but now is recognized by a lot of people as like the best crime drama that there's ever been um and it's basically about it's all set in baltimore and it's like a hyper realistic look at baltimore society and each season has a sort of different angle so the first season is really based on the sort of illegal drug trade and then the second season looks at the port system. Then it's sort of central gov- uh, city government and like bureaucracy. And then it's schools and the education system. And then it's uh, print media in, in the final season. But you sort of have returning characters throughout and they all sort of become interconnected. And it looks at how all of these sort of webs connect to each other in, in Baltimore and across the US, I guess, is the, the idea. Um and I didn't love it. Like, I don't want this to be the episode, you know, where, you know, the Wire episode, but like, I think the first <laughs> season. It's okay, Stephen. We're here. We, we appreciate you. We we accept your opinions. It's okay. Come on. I think the first season is just a bit B 
busy. Like there's so many characters and there's so many things going on and they're all kind of like connecting in and out of each other and dancing around each other. And it's never really clear what you're supposed to be following or what each episode is really about. Is this a generational problem? Is it your attention span, Stephen, that's a problem here? Know. You know, it's, it's like, your generation. You have no attention span. <laughs> I, I loved The Sopranos. Um, and I really, really liked Band of Brothers, but I loved The Sopranos. And mm. I don't think The Wire is bad. Like, obviously, it's a very good show. But, mm. like, when you compare it, I think I was expecting it to be on the level of The Sopranos because it's it's always mm. regarded on that same level. And I just don't think it is. Like, it's got a great cast, but there's not really any lead actors because there's some... Well, it kind of is. There's Dominic West. And mm. I guess in the first season, Idris Elba is a fairly major character and Lance, Lance Reddick's really good um, and Sonia Son and, and all of those guys. But no one's really like the James Gandolfini of the show in the same way yeah. that James Gandolfini was in, in the Sopranos. Mm. Um, and I, I just think it was just a bit too messy. Like it, it is really good, but they could have mm. maybe just trimmed it back a little bit and mm. made it a bit sort of clearer on what it was about. Um, did you watch all, did you watch all six series or just three seasons? And what about you, Alex? Have you seen it? I haven't seen any of it. Any of the four of them? Five, five Six. seasons. Five. Oh, sorry, None five of us the numbers. Yeah. So I watched the first one and I watched about half of the second one. And I think maybe for what you're saying there, Stephen, I got a bit like, eh, this is all over the place. Um, it the was second just series. a bit yeah. hard, a bit too much hard work, I think. Mm-hmm. I, I I've heard it come in for criticism in recent times around sort of some of the content and some of the like I could I, you know I probably should ideologically have yeah like that um it's it doesn't deserve the recognition that it gets because some of the content is a bit dodgy basically but I would love to actually sit down and watch it all again sort of now because I think when I watched it it was sort of just getting big and it, it certainly wasn't big as it came out yeah. you know it, it was a slow burn and it's one of those series that people were like oh have you seen The Wire and it was all out at that point you know and uh, you could watch the whole thing but yeah it certainly launched a few careers Dominic West and Idris Elba probably yeah. both of their yeah Not both of their sort of um, big platform for them so yeah, okay, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying, but um, yeah, we wouldn't. Uh, I don't think we would let anyone. <laughs> we deter. We wouldn't deter anybody from actually watching. No, it no, it's it's, it's definitely good. It is. It's just. It's not as I think infallible as as people people think. Though, if, if I can speak mm-hmm. to some of the like good things about it, it is a really good like honest portrayal sort of vibe. Like it, I believe that's what that was like. It was written by a a guy that used to be a police reporter. Um, so he's obviously in the know. And a lot of the people that star in it were like, or, well, not star, but have like walk-on roles and things and smaller roles where real police officers and real former criminals and some of the criminals in the show were arrested by some of the police officers in the show prior to 
<laughs> the series. So that's all quite mm-hmm. cool and gives it a sort of gritty, realistic slice of life edge. And it, and in mm-hmm. that sense, it is, it's good. And it is worth watching, and I'm going to keep watching it and finish it. But it ended the same year that Breaking Bad started, and mm. it's kind of like worlds apart, you know, from from what, what I would consider prestige TV now, like mm. Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul, um, mm. they're, they're a lot more direct. They're a lot more, we know what they're about kind of thing, whereas mm. this was a lot more mm. sprawling, which in some ways is good. You know, Game of Thrones was very sprawling and that worked for most of it. But yeah, I think they just needed maybe more of a clearer idea of what what they were trying to to say and maybe had, yeah. But it was it's very it's very good, but it's not as good as other similar shows, I guess. Okay, that's fair enough. Um, yeah, The Wire or Breaking Bad? Which would you prefer? Oh, Breaking Bad. Yeah. Um, obviously, I've not okay. finished The Wire, so there's a chance yeah. I wasn't super keen on the final season of Breaking Bad. Um, yeah. So there's a you know like the The Wire is like an I guess an eight out of ten, right? Like an eight out of ten series. And Breaking Bad's yeah. probably like a nine. Um, yeah. and okay, well, I tell you what, what, why don't you, uh, when you do finish it, come back and tell us, give us a yes. fuller fuller review. Well, um, you just re- reminded me that I watched a film on Netflix last week called Nobody. Mm, Have you seen that? Yeah. Starring Bob, Bob Odenkirk. Odenkirk, the guy from Better Call Saul. Random. I had never heard of it. Like, I mean, it's a good, if, I, if someone's looking for like a quick fun watch then go for that it's a kind of falling down meets it's the die hard or absolute like best version of what that film could be is nobody it's, it's basically john wick isn't it but it's just shorter and yeah and just oh, yeah, it's yeah. Great. I, I enjoyed it i knew nothing about it i was like Fantastic. oh this is good and it was like yeah a nice quick watch you know where you don't have to commit god bless films uh okay right well that's us for this week i think yeah. uh we will be back next week uh Will we? We will. Well, hopefully. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Armageddon between this and yeah. then. Uh, thank you for joining us this week. Do look out for Friday morning Screen Babble Weekend Watch, which will preview what to watch over the weekend and beyond if you've just given up on the heat and you just want to stay inside. If you have any suggestions for what TV we need to get into our lives, drop us a line via our social media. You'll find us on Twitter at National World TV and on all other platforms as National World. You can sign up for our wonderful weekly TV newsletter by going to nationalworld.com forward slash newsletters. We'd love for you to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast so we can reach as many TV lovers as possible. We'll be back again next week with more Screen Babble. Bye, everyone. Have fun.